Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, back from her time witnessing the world birth as her empire expands, the royal family expands. Our very own Princess Di is back with us this weekend and... Of course, we're so glad to have you here, Princess Di. <laughs> Thank you, Sir James. <laughs> what in the world, Diana, Princess Di? Yeah, I mean, do we call you Mother Princess now? Because it's like Queen Mother. <laughs> so is it like Princess Mother? I'm like you Princess can just Mother. call me Di. You know, you don't need all the royal titles, but whatever you feel comfortable with. Princess Mother. Okay. <laughs> So you reminded me of something that we have our own poll, the TI, the Golden TIPP poll, and we actually did some poll numbers on this whole inflation thing. Do you remember what we found on the Golden TIPP poll? By the way, this is our poll, and we don't highlight it enough. I do a poll. We do a poll ourselves with Technometrica, the Technometrica Institute for Public Policy. They are the single most credible pollster in this country when it comes to the last five election cycles, gotten it right every time. And they do just amazing polling. And so we have the Golden TIPP poll, and we had just had a release about this whole inflation thing. What did we find? Well, the questions that we asked, is, I really wanted to know specifics. I mean, everyone has heard that inflation is hitting people, and that's what the midterms are going to turn on. So it's a political issue. And so we were wondering, well, specifically, how is that affecting people? And the poll results were really scary, I think, because so many people are going without food. 34% said that they were eating less, which really surprised me. There were, you know, anywhere from a quarter to a third, basically doing the usual things, you know, shopping at bargain stores and that sort of thing. And almost a third were actually not buying as much meat, cutting back on big ticket items. But when I saw that that 34% of people were eating less, that to me is, this is a serious problem in America going to food banks. I mean, this is now hitting not just people in need in traditionally, but the middle class that they're using the resources that have been set up for those who have very little. And that is a scary thing. And the Democrats are 100 percent responsible for this. Now, part of me, of course, wants to make light of this, Diana. I can't help it because for years and years, these liberals have been telling us that we're all too fat. We need to stop eating. <laughs> And so now people are eating less, and so we should be celebrating if you're on the left. But you point to something that's really true, and that is this, that people, there are so many hardworking people in this country. These people, Diana, they get up, 
They go to fill their cars with gas, and now in some cases they're paying up to anywhere from seventy to a hundred dollars to fill up their car. They, especially in families with kids, now are dealing with a whopping grocery bill every time they go to the store, and every week, despite what this press secretary woman for Biden says, oh, ignore the numbers. People can't ignore the numbers when they go into the store because it's real. Every day. day. You have to pay this if you want this stuff. Not to mention what this does to your psyche when you work, 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 and it seems like your life is not getting better. It's getting worse. And so you have to maintain your optimism and your spirit when you're going through all of this. This is what Joe Biden and these Democrats are doing to America. And this, I hope, will be the deciding factor in the 2022 elections. Well, it will. And that's the thing that Democrats can't spin. They are so used to kind of waving their hands and their rhetoric changing reality for them in their minds. In this case, reality is reinforced by everyday people every day going to actually purchase things and filling their tanks. So you cannot spin the cost of fuel and you cannot spin the cost of food. And that is really, it happens so fast and the the spike is so stark that politically there's no answer to it on the Democrat side and they're trying everything that they can, but they've got nothing. Switching gears, <clears throat> our very own Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is demanding that Chucky Schumer Boy, she's really kind of isolating there, Chuck Schumer. Kind of like, hmm, Chuck, you doing something or not? Or should I run for Senate? Oh, never mind. Yeah. Anyway, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is demanding, she and her progressives, that Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi step to the plate and strip the Supreme Court of any jurisdiction when it comes to abortion. Now, I must say, many people don't realize that is totally within the purview of Congress if they wanted to. Congress could step in and say, hey, hey, court, Supreme Court, you're out of this. You don't get to decide this anymore. According to Article 3 in the Constitution, they could do that, but they would never do it. Oh, man, imagine if they open up that door. Uh, but So what do you think? What do you think's going on here with AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Well, it's just occurring. Hey, 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 wait a minute. I'm not. Let me, let me, in in honor of Joe Biden, let me get this straight. (laughs) Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who has a breakfast taco without equal. Okay. My name is Jennifer Lopez. I eat tacos y burritos. (laughs) Don't be rude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing, James. It has occurred to the, um, the elected officials that they are now trying to replace the, you know, abortion constitutional protections, as they call it, that have disappeared with legislation in Congress. And it occurs to them, well, that's then going to go before the same court that struck yes. <laughs> down yes. the Roe versus Wade. So now she and her cohort, the squad, there's 
you know, the usual suspects, Rashida Tlaib and Elon Omar and Corey Bush, Mondaire Jones and Jamal Bowman, they've decided that, well, we need to change what the court can look at and we have to restrict what they can, you know, their jurisdiction, the things that they can rule on, which, as you say, is part of Article 3 in the Constitution. She also says they they should be impeached, the court expansion should be on the table, (laughs) and recusal should be on the table. So she is just trying to dictate to the court, thank goodness for our founding documents, which includes the separation of powers. And so she has no more say right now, unless she can get a majority, which she can't, even in her own caucus, that she has no more say than I or you would have on what the court can rule on. They have very little support for any of these ideas within the Democratic Party, much less the country at large. So this is just a marginal fringe thing. Of course, they're never going to give up on it, and they'll keep trying for generations to do all these things. But, you know, as things look now politically, this is a real long shot. Well, I have to tell you, you know, you just said something that's really critical, that they're going to, and if anybody thinks on our side that this is over, it is not. Because just like for 50 years, we have been trying to overturn that egregious ruling. Don't think that for the next 50 years, they're not going to be trying to restore Roe versus Wade. This is what's on yeah. their table. The next 50 years. Yes, and years, they're trying every single lever that they can, the presidency, everything. They, they are really knocking their heads against the wall and are frustrated because they cannot come up with any solution so far. The other uh, piece that I don't know if you saw on The Atlantic that the liberals are threatening to pick up and leave and this geographical shifting is supposed to going to be happening between red states and blue states. The blue state people say, come here. And so red states, liberals are threatening to leave. And the the Atlantic did a piece and basically saying it's not going to happen because less wing states cost so much to live there. I mean, it's an, a hilarious piece in that in the middle of it, basically this, you know, swerved into the truth on why red states liberals aren't going to leave red states because of it cost too much. You notice in the New York City, uh, rents are now $5,000 a month. Yes, 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 yes. So who is going to move there just to escape, you know, supposed restrictive abortion laws? Well, I think that you might find a few daredevils that want to move here. Look, you can move here, pay $5,000 for rent, and then take your chances when you go on the subway. It's like constant Russian roulette. It's like, come on, let's live a little. Let's get the adrenaline up. Let's take our chances and walk on the street and see if we can come back home in one piece. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be saying that. There may be a few, but this uh, the thesis is that it's going to completely scramble American geography, which it will not. It is going to be people on the margins. Maybe a few will move, but people are voting so solidly with their feet coming to red states now that that is not going to affect that. All right. One last thing. We talked yesterday about Joe Manchin. Oh, the, the fury over Manchin continues and spills over in the day. If you don't know, folks, Joe Manchin has once again pulled the rug out. He did his Charlie Brown routine, his Lucy routine with Charlie Brown, where he pulled the rug out from under them yesterday. Supposedly he says, yeah, you know what? This whole uh, Green New Deal thing, uh, no, I think not. 
And uh, texting, y'all want it? No, I don't think so. They are livid. They're whining. They're screaming. They're moaning. They are angry. You said early on, look, Joe Manchin in is going to cave. Yesterday you said, well, I may have been wrong. Uh, Diane, you may have been right. Because today, quietly, amidst all the stories of how much fury there is, Joe Manchin is the worst person on earth, scum of the earth, old Joe Manchin. Um, Joe Manchin's retreating. He's, well, come on, I'm just saying. I, I didn't say no. I said, just let's see what the new inflation numbers are. I'm not saying no. Um, <laughs> this guy is just, I mean, to me, he's Weasley. You, you don't really know where this guy is going to come from, from one minute to the next. I can understand why Democrats are infuriated with him. And all I have to say is, ha-ha, too bad. They like it. We had McCain. We have Romney. How do you like it? Enjoy it. Enjoy your little maverick. Anyway. I agree. The thing is, though, it's the same language now that he's been using, where he basically is trying to string them along in his own party and saying, I might. And he's been supposedly negotiating for weeks until on Thursday when he pulled the rug out from under them. And so this idea that he's going to, well, I might come back if the inflation is, the inflation, first of all, is not going to be lower for the July numbers. So there's no way he's going to come to the table again because it's been on a steady increase. It went from 8.5 to 9.1 in one month, and it is still on the upswing. So he is leaving this as a rhetorical out to make him, you know, appear more reasonable to the press. But I doubt that that he's going to be coming to the table. Well, I hope not. And I hope that this whole agenda of theirs just continues to go up in flames. They don't have that much time. They do not have a lot of legislative time between now and the midterm elections. So and as if, you said, he's actually saving them because these, you know, trillions of dollars more in spending he prevented from happening. So inflation would probably be double what it is if if he had not stopped the BBB Build Back Better. Yeah, the Build Back BS. Anyway, Princess Di is always such a treat to have you. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you uh, next week. Thanks so much for everything. And um, just remember... Uh, uh, have a breakfast taco today, please. <laughs> oh, it's always good to be here, James. And I pr- thank you for your kind words before. And none of them were true because you never needed any help politically. You were always top of the line.